Hey everyone, welcome to Cosmere and Coffee. I am Tom, and I'm here with my brother Mike and my good friend Nick. Hi! Hello! So, uh, last time we talked about the Lost Metal, and we're going to talk more about the Lost Metal. Um, last episode we kind of introduced ourselves, uh, but this time we're just going to kind of go right into it. Um, you know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to announce to the world that I have coffee this time. Hey, I also have coffee. I messed so. up, guys. Wow. I messed up. <laughs> Did you do you have anything or are you just like I have podcast? zero sugar Pepsi at the moment. <laughs> the That's drink of champions. Something. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you hear me slurping, um it's thematic. It's called coffee and cosmere. Cosmere. Actually, is it Cosmere and Coffee or Coffee and Cosmere? It's Cosmere remember. and Coffee. Okay, what did I say when we launched into it? I think you I think, were right. I think you were right. I, I, yeah, okay. I don't remember, but I feel like it would have stuck out if you were wrong. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I would have noticed if you did it wrong. Okay. I feel like it's going to be like a running gag. I'm going to like do it different each time. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the, this is a Cosmere podcast and not a coffee podcast, so that's why Cosmere is first. Yeah. I think that's there's laws point. about that or something. Yeah, probably. You know what we um, need? This is an idea I just had. We need okay, to do yeah. like a, a well, I mean, like Cosmere and... I'm not getting the the uh, the alliteration I was hoping for, but essentially Cosmere and whiskey at some point, and oh, like record yeah. record in the evening sometime. Mm. Well, I mean, like this podcast is still young. We can create like segments <laughs> if we That's wish. True. Yeah, we're yeah. like 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 it could be wax and wane and, and whiskey. <laughs> and I don't know what the segment actually entails yeah. beyond presumably whiskey, but <laughs> waxes magnificent whiskey. Perfect. No Book it. Okay. <laughs> this is the quality content that everyone's yeah. here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, I'm going to launch us just by throwing up a ball. Um, we have on our outline here a bunch of stuff about Wayne, which I think Mike is the one who put this on here. So, hey, Mike, why don't you talk about Wayne for a minute? Sure. That sounds fun. Um, so the stuff I have um, are just like some lingering questions that I've had about Wayne that I – well, kind of like there were questions I had going into the Lost Metal that I expected to be answered, and they yeah. weren't. Um, and that's, I definitely, that's not a problem. I'm still curious if they'll be answered in the, uh, at, at some future stage in the Cosmere. Um, but anyway, the questions are, um, what is up with his ability to assume other people's identities? Um, the, yeah. uh, the voices, mm-hmm. but it you know, it seems a lot more than that. I've, mm-hmm. I've been for a long time, like, like theorizing, but almost to the point where I'm assuming that it has something to do with capital C connection. Um, mm. and I, but I just have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't, obviously I don't have the details. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, yeah. maybe there's a chance too, that it's just Wayne being a unique person. Like maybe it's not invested. Yeah. Maybe it's just a talent. Um, but then I think, uh, so like some of the theories I've had there are, um, that it has to do with a resonance between his, his two, um, you know, metal born abilities. Um, and we got like, if, if that's, that that's the case then we got a little bit more information with like the the doppelwanger um that he <laughs> fought a couple times um who had like the same abilities plus some more and was yeah. like trying to do imitations a la wayne um 
but then we didn't like really get enough exposure to that character i at least i thought to like get an idea of if if this is just a person emulating another person or if like the similarities there have to do with the investabilities um and then the other thing i'll just throw this one out there i don't really i don't think i really believe in this theory anymore um but i don't know uh is there some connection between whimsy and wayne this is this is like an idea that's been knocking around my head um ever since Mm -hmm. bands of mourning actually um Mm -hmm. there's like a there's a chapter near the beginning of that book that focuses that where where rain is like the viewpoint character and he's just kind of like bumping around ellen ellendale doing some goofy stuff Uh and um the and and sanderson uses the word whimsy a couple times there and then sanderson Uh, also uses the word whimsy two or three times in the lost metal every single time with wayne involved or about wayne Wayne. so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know like that might be nothing like it's just a word um yeah but it's also like there's like some weird shenanigans with wayne and i don't feel like we fully understand them yet right i think yeah, I think you that you almost have to be right that there's like something going on there that isn't fully explained. I'm not as convinced. Um okay. like I've always read it as this is just something Wayne is good at in the same way that a person can be good at anything because like there are con artist type people that can do what Wayne does like in real life. Um and I, I never really read it as fantastical as much as he's just good at it. Um, and I think, like, and I've always, like, associated that, like, because especially, like, with the prologue to The Lost Metal, like, Wayne likes stories. And this is something we see mm-hmm. common in a lot of characters that Brandon writes because he is a lover of stories. stories yeah yeah you don't say like, yeah. <laughs> you know hoid and yeah yeah is the is the big one but like wayne loves stories and even whenever he's like in, impersonating a character even if it's a character he's entirely invented he has this huge detailed backstory for the characters and yeah. i i've always just like this is just Wayne likes stories and he can incorporate stories into into a character to embody that character and that's just a talent he has um that's always how I read it and I'd also be surprised if there was a a connection to the shard whimsy because I feel like if that were the case we would have gotten more something yeah that's honestly how I feel too he died yeah because we know he's not gonna do a Kelsier thing I yeah, I mean he <laughs> and showed us punch God. Like we actually got the view around. of Wayne yeah. feeling tugged into the beyond. So like yes. yeah, I don't think I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, he's he's gone off to the spiritual realm and he's he's gone. He's gone past <laughs> the spiritual realm, I think. Right? Is that is I've always interpreted like going from the cognitive into the beyond is like the spiritual and then no like that's the it's it's something else it's, it's something else yeah i got it so got it. well so the way well like the theologically it's intentionally obscure because yeah. the way that we hear it is that that death is like starts with the process of like unbundling the realms because mm-hmm. like a person is essentially like the three realms like each person is kind of like a little mini perpendicularity is at least the way i think about it yeah like they that makes kind of, of like run through the three realms mm-hmm. and death is like the time at which those like connections come apart so like the tie to the physical is snapped 
first and then mm-hmm. the tie between the cognitive and spiritual and then like the sort of like three different essences sort of return whence they came but mm-hmm. there is a strong implication that like something remains that goes beyond which like yeah. what that is is uh-huh. not clear <laughs> right gotcha um but yeah wayne did that <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it feels like if there was any greater connection with a with a shard like whimsy, um, we would have we would have heard of it by now. Yeah. Is my is my take on that. Um, I not that I don't think those are, are good ideas, because uh, that would have been super cool. Um, I think it's just unlikely. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with you yeah. at this point. I think this might be a good time to like theorize resonance a little bit because mm. it's something that I feel like I see a lot of people online have trouble grasping it or at least seems to me like they have trouble grasping i don't know maybe i'm wrong and they're maybe i'm the one having trouble grasping but like the biggest mistake i see people make is taking what are like synergies between abilities and thinking like that's the resonance i think that's like wrong right yeah Mm -hmm. i agree so like wax's like momentum stuff is mm. not the resonance. No, definitely. Cuz that's just like a mm-hmm. logical connection mm-hmm. between what these powers do. Yeah. Yeah. Like the resonance just is physics. like something. Yeah, there's like more to it. Yeah. Um and like I think we see that with well, I mean the nice radiant or where we see resonances a plenty. Mm-hmm. Um cuz like we see like light weavers seem to have like weird mnemonic abilities mm-hmm. which is like kind of related to their stuff, but clearly not 100 percent um i don't know like do we think it would make sense for this to be like a like bend alloy gold resonance i think like the other resonances we're seeing tend to have like kind of a connection but so i think that's funny you use the word connection there like so we so we know um like healing with gold like ferrochemical healing yeah has to do with like your own spirit web essentially right um mm. and okay yeah wait i feel like i had a point here but i kind of lost the train like so, so like we know that wayne's healing ability um well does it does it have to do with like capital c connection or i guess not really connection is usually between two different yeah. like nodes in the spiritual realm um, but I guess, okay, yeah, it's kind of trickling back to me. So the, the theory okay. that I've had before is that somehow Wayne is capital C connecting to another person, perhaps sometimes even a fictional person, um, okay. which I don't know how the if that is possible in the Cosmere or not, um, yeah. but maybe. And then essentially using healing to heal himself to that spirit web rather than his own. Oh, um huh. and that's like how he's that is it would imply that doing that would be drawing power from his metal mind yeah yeah there's there's huh. holes throughout um yeah yeah so I, I guess it's not like yeah huh hmm resonance is just a, a concept i haven't really thought about that much um i had uh i had to brush myself up on exactly what it is but it's it's talking about like the like compounding between like ferrochemy and allomancy as an example. And no, then, that is not a resonance. Uh, that's not a resonance. That's yeah, just agree. an interaction of the mechanics. Gotcha, 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 um, gotcha. Yeah, and that's like that's uh, no. I'm glad you said that because that is like uh-huh. the misconception I see a uh-huh. lot. Uh huh. 
Um, but compounding, at least in my opinion, I mean, I, I don't think that's a resonance. I think that's just like a hack slash interaction between the systems. Uh-huh. I think that's um, like, I think like just the way Sanderson uses the two words, I, I think it's pretty clear in like various wobs and things that, yeah, like resonance and yeah. compounding are separate. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So my, so like in terms of resonance, well, like I think the most obvious and powerful one is like Shalon's um yeah like taking a memory right um is like it's clearly not specifically anything to do with like the surges of transformation or illumination uh-huh but like the use of those abilities or like the presence of those abilities in her life has like at least this is my view of the resonance is this like modified her spirit web in a way that like leads to this unusual sort of emergent behavior it's uh-huh. not like a direct interaction of the surges but rather a kind of like looser interaction gotcha gotcha yeah and other like resonances that we know more about like we have heard that like the standard like windrunner resident resonance is um more squires mm-hmm. and yeah that's I what i'm seeing here i think like what people what i've heard i'm trying to remember where even from but like the the kind of like metaphor working here is that like the wind run what's going on is it's almost like on a spiritual level like gravitation like pulling people towards like a leader and then adhesion like bonding them into a team yeah mm-hmm. which is exactly what kaladin is obviously yeah good at <laughs> right and it like sort of in a spiritual metaphorical however you want to put it since like works according to the surges but is not like an emergent behavior like it's it's emergent but it's not like an obvious interaction between the surges it's like well the way that chris puts it in the ars arcanum for the lost metal is that it's like alchemy where it's like you put in like two things and a third mm-hmm. not obviously related thing emerges yeah. yeah well and uh um one of the things i'm seeing here on the copper mind page is because it does list like metallic arts um, which mm-hmm. I think the the source for this is that uh, Ars Arcanum from uh, oh this is Ars Arcanum from Shadow of Self is oh, saying okay. that twin born individuals um, that that are both fairings and mistings mm-hmm. can have resonances but it doesn't actually give examples of what that is yeah so what if um, all right so let, let's talk about like Wayne's identity stuff again um, yeah and kind of like approach it from from the perspective let's assume that it's the the product of a resonance um yeah then may is it could it possibly be kind of like um what shay does with like soul stamping where like essentially what wayne is doing is like rewriting um again probably using like his healing powers but essentially like rewriting a, a a fictional you know, history for himself into his spirit web. And then there's kind of like, I kind of like see the, the thematic, like how the two powers are working together because he's manipulating his time and healing. Yeah. Time and healing. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like the wild card, there are the hats. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the linchpin of the resonance (laughs) is the hat. (laughs) Is it something where he's like building a connection between himself and the hat somehow? Or like <laughs> putting the hat on to create a connection and then like exploiting it, maybe. 
maybe yeah that's also and i mean vague. it also it also could could be a thing where it's not mechanically important but it's like important yeah. for his mindset yeah. it, yeah, it like help maybe centers his intent yeah um oh, that'd be fat you know. that's a good way to put it good lord yeah. here's what's gonna blow up is the fucking is the hat a command <laughs> is the hat a command <laughs> Uh. <laughs> we're blowing the whole cosmere open with this one <laughs> god command the intent and command stuff is uh-huh. another one where i feel like conversations immediately fly wildly off the rails yeah we it still feels like we're lacking more information than we yeah, actually have sure. when it comes to mm-hmm. like those attributes yeah that one's frustrating because I feel like I just intuitively get it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And my intuition has nothing to do with how most people see it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat, like, especially like with the intent, intent portion of it. Like the idea that you have to know what you're doing for certain magic to work makes sense to me. Sure. You, it's sure. like, you can't mm-hmm. accidentally do a hemallergy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hemallergy yeah. is where like, uh-huh. Well, I I almost kind of think that like maybe Sanderson had the idea for hemallergy first, and then he's like, "Wait, how how do I make it so they're not doing hemallergy on accident on Roshar?" And yeah. that's when he like started thinking yeah. about like intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that also fixes so many problems. Oh in the gosh, magic systems. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it gives him so much flexibility. It's, it's a very smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe this is a digression, but like. I've always thought, like, the command intent thing, I think Warbreaker makes it the clearest. True. Yes. Where I think, like, the command is the command, and, like, the visualization is the intent. Yeah. That's, like, my mental model yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's, like, Warbreaker tells us more about this and, like, how they interact. Like, for instance, like, Nightblood, when we talked about this last time, too, but, like, I think like, Nightblood is an example of a command with, like, not enough intent behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think the Dawn Shards also essentially are, is they're going to, as we see them more, they're going to be like very powerful commands, but lacking the context behind it to make it make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Which I think is like one of the big themes of the Cosmere is the idea of like the importance of contextualization for these things to make sense. And this idea, I think that Brandon seems to come back to over and over of like something that, is told what to do but doesn't know how to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so do you think that's like the essential difference between this is this is a kind of a non sequitur almost and and a very in the weeds question but like yeah <laughs> like is is that like the essential difference you think between adenalsium and the dawn shards is that the dawn shards are commands whereas like adenalsium is like deific intent mm. i'm not Sure, because I think I think the Dawn Shards were created by Aiden Alcyon. Oh, really? Interesting. I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's how I understood it too. Huh. That's never. I'm curious been what your thought on that was, though. It. I'm curious to hear what your conception was. I I kind of thought is. that. Um, well, I guess like honestly, what I thought was that it's ambiguous whether the Dawn Shards were created by Adenalsium or even if potentially they predated Adenalsium. Mm. Um. And you know there are are other powers out there. Right. Yeah, but like we know that there are oh, yeah, there is yeah. investiture that is not 
um, that can't be traced back to Adenalzium. Uh, yeah, okay, so according yeah. according to the copper mine, the Dawn shards are the four primal commands that Adenalzium used to create all things. Yeah, that is the language um, I've heard Brandon use before. But that doesn't mean that Adenalzium. Does, I guess that doesn't mean he created them. Yeah, I've created always them. yeah, I've always in uh, I've always interpreted that way. Like yeah. Because like it's it's written as if yeah, out of nauseam spoke spoke the commands. But maybe it's like there's like a greater like God beyond who like creates Adenalsium, nauseam, mm-hmm. creates the dawn shards, and like by their powers combined, the universe comes to be. Yeah, like, I be, think that's yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Also. And then I think I think probably just with like our understanding of Sanderson and and like the way he treats the beyond, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I would expect that that if that's the case well it may never be canonized at all because like because i think i would expect so yeah like he would want to keep that ambiguous yeah Mm -hmm. so it could be like these things just came to be or they they just created this way yeah 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 Yeah, i think that yeah just talking about this has like changed my thoughts on a little bit i think that you might have the stronger side of that that Mm -hmm. the dawn shards might be more of like ontologically on the same level as aiden alcium rather than being like subordinate I mean, that I mean that I guess that also brings up the question of like w- the power of a dawn shard in relation to a power of a shard. Like, is yeah. the whole that like the that the dawn shards derive of equal to adenalsium, which means that like a fourth of that is the equivalent of three shards? I don't. Or did I do the math right? Yeah. Or, that, that, no, I mean, you did four, the math four, right. Four, four shards. Close enough, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close enough. It's fun. Yeah, no. I, We're so making I a lot of assumptions that. with that, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's in terms of amount of investiture. I think it's extremely yeah. obvious that a shard is more invested than a dawn yeah. shard. And I also think uh, that they are. Well, I think it's a literal infinite investiture, but like in the real yeah. sense, like in 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 real math, like there are different sizes of infinity, but True. but right. they aren't always. You know, you can't compare two infinities. Um, all the time mm-hmm. like there are yeah. some that are comparable and some that aren't um, well i i feel like i'm coming this very differently i don't think okay. a dawn shard is that much investiture oh interesting okay yeah i think a dawn shard is probably equivalent to like a few hundred breaths wow mm-hmm. okay yeah i, I, I guess actually, that's what we see having to risen uh-huh. is she gets the equivalent of like ah, i forget what i think it, made, i think it, one of yeah uh-huh. and, and my thing is that's how much investiture is in that Dawn Shard. I think that the Dawn Shard's yeah. power is not how invested it is, but the command encoded mm. within it. Right. That's, so, like, th- if, like, the, if you combo a Dawn Shard with the investiture of a shard... That's when you yeah. danger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's also why they're so insistent that Risen does not become a Radiant, because becoming a Radiant yeah. would give Risen access to Stormlight. Mm, and that, uh, I think, is a dangerous thing. Because I think that if that you could feed that Stormlight danger. into the Dawn Shard... Because my guess is that... So, so okay, I'm going to get to like my idea of like command here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Which is that... My view is that... So, like, in Allomancy, for instance, I think that in, in Allomancy, the metal is the command. And then the intent is like the person burning it to do something. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that many magic systems in the Cosmere, the command is actually encoded into the system. Mm. Um, which is why I think like um Awakening is special where the command is way more open ended than most magics we see. Uh-huh. Um I think like in Surge Binding, I think that the the surge, like the the command well, 
that one's weirder because the surges are so much more flexible in the type of stuff they can do. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd almost be like the stuff. command would be keyed to the oaths, like the the order of radiant. Yeah, right? well, I, I do think that's yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, the... we see like with the dawn stars are very open ended commands that can presumably do a lot of things. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. not unreasonable. So like in theory, per, like perhaps mm-hmm. if if risen yeah. became a, a a knight and had access to stormlight, then at least mm-hmm. in theory, like. She would essentially just like channel, perhaps uncontrollably, Stormlight into the Dawn Shard, and then it's just gonna start changing just everything, yeah. anything. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah that's. Sounds... I think that it would be shaped by her intent as she like channels the power through. Okay. Okay. Like her visualization would would determine what changes and how, but the command uh-huh. will like be the thing that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, I guess a good way to think is like the command defines the what and the intent defines the how kind of, though I think um, the intent can like also the intent... shape the what. Yeah. Like, I think like, that the investiture is like the power source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Investiture is the battery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but for instance, with co- compounding, I think that's exactly what's happening is that it's a hack where you're essentially hot swapping the um ferrochemical commands but powering it with alimantic investiture um so it's like literally just like swapping the command um but like the power source is still via preservation alimancy and that's what i think is going on with compounding which fits very well with like what brandon's talked about before and my guess is that a dawn shard would be very similar where you'd just be able to like whatever source of investiture you have if you have a dawn shard you'll be able to like crank that on in there so for instance i think if you have a dawn shard like burning any metal would let you do the dawn shards thing that's my theory at least if you know what you're doing interesting like i think if you have access to any metal you could burn that metal to essentially compound via the dawn shard wow um i think like if you are wait why would you be compounding there well so, so compounding i think is like misunderstood because it's not really like like, like, what makes it truly compounding is a secondary feedback cycle. But, like, the core of it is that you put some of the ferrochemical attribute into the metal, which encodes the command for that attribute, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then burning that metal takes the alimantic investiture, but runs it through a different command than it usually goes, which creates a different result, which is the ferrochemical result. Right, right. And then the final step of that is that because you're producing massive amounts of the attribute, you can, you can feed that back into the metal mine. Right. But I, so, that, so I that's guess the actual compounding part, but so so but then so say Risen could burn a metal, um, and mm-hmm. she is a Dawn Shard. Like if she uh, say say she's burning steel, isn't mm-hmm. like the steel she's burning still encoded with the command to push? Maybe my theory is that the Dawn Shard's command would let would her just override it. Like would mm-hmm. would basically let her maybe there'd be something more she'd have to do to like unkey the investiture from the steel so maybe yeah. it's like less powerful than I'm thinking yeah mm-hmm. but that's my but I think that fairly clearly like because they're so afraid of her investing the stormlight like I think it's pretty clear that like if she could get her if she could become invested through like stormlight um or like through breath or something she could do some crazy stuff via yeah. the dawn shard yeah I think so. Like so, almost unlimited stuff. Give her some purified door. Yeah. 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 Changes <laughs> the with the purified door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, let's talk about purified door because that is on yeah, our line cool. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So here's my hot take. I think Purified Door is functionally Stormlight. I think yeah. anything you can do with sure. Stormlight, you can do with Purified Door and vice versa. I right. Think um, maybe well, with like some key and identity stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and the thing about it is is it just feels like it's it's investiture and in it's in its kind of like distilled form, because yeah. like in a similar way to like how, um, like in the climax of the Lost Metal, like uh, uh, Marisi and all of the captive people down in the village are able to like consume the investiture in like the pool, yeah, um, and burn it like metal because like metal is basically like the conduit of investiture and like you know it's just limited by like what kind of misting are you on like what kind of metal you can burn so like i almost felt like there was a distinct parallel between the concept of purified door and what we saw happening there um implying that like you can like consume purified door to fuel your allomancy as well yeah, I think that's – well, I mean, they even say that, that, like, Marisi could have used the Purified Door to run yeah. Alamancy if she was so inclined. It yeah. It would be a kind of dumb use Just a of bit it. of a waste, yeah. Right, like, right. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think, like, maybe, like, just, like, a, a wrinkle on you saying that, like, the Purified Door is similar to Stormlight. I think, I think perhaps a difference is that Stormlight is essentially, like, keyed – to honor yeah that's that's gonna be the piece that's probably right okay right and then it but it appears i think the door is unkeyed like it's not that it's keyed to devotion or dominion that don't exist anymore sort of yeah like i think it's just unkeyed i think you're probably right and and that's probably what i mean by purified that's exactly what i was thinking yeah yeah Yeah. which probably does mean and so this i think is like what the ghost bloods are trying to do on rishar Mm. is figure out how to like purify the stormlight yeah because and seen, get like, it how off precious, planet. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. exactly get it off world, yeah, yeah. But we've seen like how precious the purified door is, mm-hmm. um, and it's like an incredibly powerful resource. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But imagine if they could just like move trucks of it off of yeah. Roshar. Oh, so is your no is problem. your theory that if it's unkeyed, does that so- like when we're talking about stormlight? If stormlight is unkeyed, mm-hmm. does that solve the transportation problem? Or is that a separate problem? You think? My theory is it would, because okay. it would just mm-hmm. become like unkeyed investiture at that point, and you could just kind of yeah. you just do whatever and walk yeah. around with it. Yeah. So is Stormlight keyed to Roshar Honor or both? <laughs> That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Huh? I mean, if it was keyed to Honor, wouldn't it effectively be like keyed to Roshar, like because that's where like Honor's splintered remains are? I feel like in the result, it could be very similar, but then right. like, yeah. I can I can but think it of makes a few different, different like reasons. how you yeah yeah like what is what is actually like the the key thing that it's keyed to right right yeah um I will say that I would bet that Navani's process and rhythm of war has a lot to do with how you make purified door, mm. which, or at least which would part be of the a viable process, approach. You mean? The part where she like puts it in a vacuum and isolates it from the uh, rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. Because that's what lets her like rekey it as like anti investiture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious to know if you could. Yeah, I guess a big open question is like, could you turn void light into stormlight through the same technique? Wow, Did that maybe work? I don't know. I can't yeah. think why not. Like, if you truly unkey it. Yeah, like if it's truly just like completely unkeyed. 
So could you turn door into stormlight or void light and vice versa? Again, I can't think why not. Well, I guess probably. Yeah, like because the implication here is if you unkey the stormlight, is it even stormlight anymore? Is it like yeah, the fact that it's keyed to honor? What defines it as stormlight? Yeah. So if you unkeyed it, and then you could potentially key it to the 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 resonance or the rhythm of of odium to make void light. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, that, that seems all yeah. to logically track to me. Yeah, it might be. There's like spiritual stuff you need to undo as well because it is yeah. a purely physical. Well, no, because we say that like intent is important. Mm-hmm. So it could be that like what Navani's doing, like we we perceive it on a physical level, but it could also be there's like a complicated spiritual interaction that's like genuinely like untangling connection bonds. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that these conversations like completely out of context sounds like we are just as likely to be talking about like fucking quantum physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's like that's like one of the the not so secret like beauties of the cosmere is yeah it, it lets you discuss like essentially the physics of a universe without having to uh-huh. bother like learning to actually the physics of physics. our universe yeah yeah <laughs> we can just sort of we're like the greek philosophers of old just getting uh-huh. kind of yeah we don't have to like, like deal with four elements probably and i don't know yeah yeah, yeah we yeah, just yeah. speculate wildly and it's great yeah we'll, we'll speculate on the interactions between the axie and how they interact with the spiritual yeah. realm and <laughs> that's actually like a thought yeah. i've had too like like uh-huh. kind of like tongue-in-cheek but kind of not that like <laughs> it would be pretty great to be like a scientist in an age where nothing is verifiable. Like you can just say whatever the fuck you want, you know? And like, and, uh, no one can like contradict at least, you know, maybe centuries down the line they will, but I'll be dead by like in the moment. You can just be like, there's four elements. Deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or just like make up shit. Like, yeah, the earth is the center because it's made of earth, which doesn't like to move. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real Aristotelian <laughs> argument. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, here's a here's a question. This is related okay, to sure. um well, it's related to everything we've been talking about, but kind of a yeah, bit of a backtrack yeah. too. Um so we're theorizing that a Dawn shard is a command. That's not even theory. Like it it's command. Yeah, it's yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the definition. We're theorizing what that shard. means. <laughs> yes. And then we're theorizing that it, it is that a Dawn Chart is not actually accompanied by that much investiture. That's certainly my impression. Yeah. I think that we're meant to understand, like, it has the comparable investiture as, like, whatever breath would give Risen, like, the heightening yeah. she got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what is, like, like almost everything in the Cosmere is, like, quantifiable, you know? Like, connection mm-hmm. is something that you can store in a metal mine. Same as, like... You know, fortune and identity and investiture itself. These are all things that you can store in a metal mind. So there's something about a Dawn Shard, which is extraordinarily powerful. I think I think that's pretty much undebatable. Mm -hmm. So what what is it then? If it's not a lot of investiture, like what is there a lot of in a Dawn Shard? So I don't think that there's a lot of anything in a Dawn Shard. I think that what makes a Dawn Shard special is like the this the information structure it encodes Hmm. that it like encodes a command so powerful that it encompasses all of the change in the universe ever huh 
like it is the command that makes the universe move essentially that's the way i see it so it's just, it's not that it's a lot of something it's that it's unbelievably complicated and intricate kind of yeah or like transcendent almost yeah huh. like it like mm-hmm. raise it like like its use allows you to like essentially like channel your intent through a deific command yeah i see and that's what makes it powerful so it's like powerful in like the like raw sophistication of what it lets you do or like the flexibility of what it lets you do that it basically will let you like because it's such an all-encompassing command it covers almost anything you could want or at least a huge subset of things you might want to do right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like having it lets you do some truly wild things or is usually like the invested arts are highly constrained in the commands that like work (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i just read something interesting that we can wildly speculate on (laughs) yeah um earlier this year brandon on a spoiler stream confirmed that we have seen at least one other don shard Oh, uh, yeah. I think and, I remember reading Well, it's that. Hoyd. Is it Hoyd? Have yeah. we seen Hoyd while he's a Dawn Shard, though? Well, so what Brandon has said is that essentially, like, once you've held the Dawn Shard, you are, uh, like, a Dawn Shard. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, Risen is that is, is that just, like, gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I mean, is that is that, like, based on, you know, clues, or did, like, Brandon confirm that at some point? I think he's all but I think he's pretty much said uh-huh. that like Hoyd's restrictions have to do with having held a Dawn Shard. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes a bunch of sense. Uh, I remember seeing Yeah, I totally that. didn't I never put that together. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, like that's why Hoyd can't like hurt people because presumably yeah. there's like a Dawn Shard of like not preservation because that's like a shard, but like a Dawn Shard of something that like has like rewritten mm-hmm. Hoyd's soul to the extent that he can't really hurt people. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's still pretty ambiguous. So I I haven't seen that wob for a long time. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. just kind of going off the gut feeling that I remember. Okay. I feel like I remember <laughs> an implication that it's not Hoyd. Like, uh, like okay. I think the That's implication was that like, and now now I'm not saying that Hoyd was never a Don Chard. Obviously, like he was. Yeah, um, I think he was. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. I think maybe we've seen a third Don Chard besides uh-huh. the one that besides like yeah, Risen and Hoyd. Yeah, because on the spoiler stream, it does say at least one. Yeah, okay. Um, I certainly would not be surprised by that. Yeah. Do you have any uh, flame and hot takes on who it would be? <laughs> I, I don't. Like, that's why I was, like, throwing it out to the to the squad here. Okay. I, I have. Cause, and actually, the, the Hoyden site was something I wasn't aware of. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've already got what I wanted out of this conversation. There you go. <laughs> I think it sounded like Mike wanted to say something. I, yeah, I have ahead, one flaming hot take, which is wildly nice. unlikely that I don't mind to throw out there. But I, I had the idea a long time ago that maybe Shalon is a Dawn Shard. Um, and and again, this is I give this like a less than one percent chance of being true. Yeah, this um, isn't a video, but I did just give a look. We <laughs> 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 carry on. Um, Look with as I'm much as go- that's room. going on with Shalon, like who? Well, knows? why not? Fuck it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what even my basis for this was. I, I think it's not even a good basis. I, there, okay. there's like a moment that the first time that Hoyd sees Shalon um, on mm. camera for us, which is in a deep, which is in a flashback in Words of Radiance, if my memory yeah, is yeah. right. Um, right yeah. He does like this crazy fair. double take. 
where he like looks at Shalon and then like like he's flabbergasted and and yeah, yeah I, I don't remember exactly how it's described, but there's like yeah. there's a, an extreme reaction of surprise the first time that we see Hoyd yeah. noticing Shalon, and so I like have a theory on what that could be. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Not, what what are your theories? Well, like so there's there's the the I mean, and we're we're like full steam ahead to greater Cosmere stormlight <laughs> yeah. spoiler yeah. speculation now. But uh but there's like the popular theory that um Shallan's mom was uh was a herald. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um I wonder how familiar Hoyd is with the Heralds of Roshar when they were at their power and, and may have been able to recognize Shallan as the daughter of a herald. Right. I think that's a likelier possibility. Also, I think it's it's it would be likelier if Hoyd is noticing Spryn around. Like, I think it wouldn't be Testament at that time, but she might still be under observation by other cryptics or something. Like, mm, I think it's mm-hmm. possible that's what yeah. he saw. Well, um, she would have bonded a. We she would have bonded and killed a Spryn at that point. <laughs> so maybe he, right? yeah, maybe Oops. he saw <laughs> somehow <laughs> like he could see <laughs> Testament in. The cognitive realm, perhaps. Like testament would have yeah. been a, a dead eyes at that point, and she'll, so actually that would be really interesting because then essentially we're theorizing that Hoyd could see people who have, um, wow, words are hard. What do you call the big swords in Stormlight Archives? Shard blades. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe. So I guess the implication there, like if that wild speculation turns out to be true, is that Hoyd could just spot shard bearers yeah the other possibility is we know like hoyd has like heightenings and stuff which give him like life sense it could be that he can just like like the life sense might pick out radiance or proto radiance yeah mm-hmm. which seems pretty possible because like clearly what the life sense is picking up on is investiture because like you don't see drabs through it so if someone is like more invested mm, then yeah. my guess is hoyd is able to feel it um mm-hmm. So I would guess that a lot of Hoyd stuff is like he's like gotten very very good at like using heightened mm-hmm. life sense that to makes like a lot of sense. tell stuff about yeah. people. Yeah, my guess is that Hoyd can just like kind of walk by someone and get a pretty good sense of what invested arts yeah. they have access to. So mm-hmm. so I think literally any theory um, you can come yeah. up with that explains uh-huh. Hoyd's uh-huh. reaction there is vastly likelier than Shalon being a Don She's a Don Shard. Yeah, it's kind of one of those theories that like does explain things but not in the most right. harmonious yeah. way <laughs> you got to take occam's razor and chuck it out the window <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jeez. um what else we got on our thing here um we did talk about purified door oh let's talk about like some other magic stuff yeah um I was super interested by the like hemallergy spiking without killing stuff. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that is that feels like a game changer. Yes. Yeah, and that does feel like a fascinatingly morbid way to create a lot of mm-hmm. potentially, well, a lot of investiture that could then through other processes become unkeyed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so hemallergy always felt weird uh, because like understanding how it works and like what's required to create a hemallergic spike i mean up until this point like it's always made me feel weird whenever we see characters we like use it 
like in the lost metal when we see wax and wayne spike themselves um yeah like i always feel a little gross about it because like we know under normal circumstances what it takes to create a hemallergic spike yeah um this does change that a little bit because while it's still like not a savory practice like it can at least now be done without like you without know, the murder without yeah. murder i mean yeah. you're still doing kind of like some gross imp- like implications with like you know severing a part of their spirit basically yeah um so that's not great but <laughs> at least yeah. it's not murder it's a step yeah. up <laughs> that's well that's the part that i'm interested in uh-huh. is like how badly mangled do you think mm-hmm. these people are left like what like yeah what is my it theory like? would be that these people would have essentially well I, I guess there's a lot of different ways this could go right like because one thing we don't know a ton about is like how fixable broken or like damaged spirit webs are mm-hmm. like are they something that like naturally heal up over time mm-hmm. or is it something like if you like fuck up someone's spirit web like it's fucked up unless someone else unfucks it i think that's it, a really it, good question i think it um, takes something active to to unfuck that'd it be my well. theory too well wouldn't it be like similar wouldn't it be similar to like healing a shard blade wound that's very possible yeah, yeah. i think so yeah 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 because like like kaladin is able to use stormlight to heal a shard blade yeah. wound which was thought impossible yeah uh yeah. until he did it uh, and cause that's like, cause that's what a shard blade wound is. It's a, it's a wound to your spirit web, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I understand it at least. Probably. Because that's, like, like severing. An interesting question. Yeah. Well, to, to get on the tangent, like we know that stormlight healing is usually restoring something to like a spiritual or cognitive ideal. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if the shard blade truly did wound all the way through to the spiritual, like. How does that work? Like how like what prototype was used to put it back to the way it like quote unquote should be? Like Yeah. At that point, like that is what it should be. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I mean, I, it, it could be something where it's like you're 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 healing your spirit web to the specifications of your cognitive self. Or, you know or, what I mean? Oh, yeah. This is kind of a almost a rephrasing of what you just said, Nick, but um maybe there's a difference between the soul web and the soul so that like oh like if you if you excise something well so essentially like if you're when you're doing hemallergy you're taking out you're ripping out a part of somebody's soul but perhaps like there's essentially like spiritual dna left behind like the 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 pattern and the instructions are still there so then Gotcha. Like it can be so it rebuilt can be like off of that. Iterated back out and like so like the blueprint remains even though the structure is damaged. Yeah. In the same sense that like, you know, if you cut off somebody's arm and they have healing, then they can they can regrow the arm even though there's no arm there. So like if you cut off yeah. part of somebody's yeah. soul, they can regrow the soul, at least in theory, even though there's yeah. no actual soul there. It's just the instructions or something yeah. else. Yeah. And, and we have a lot to confirm that theory as well, because like the whole reason like Kaladin isn't able to initially heal his like slave brand scars mm-hmm. is because they've become like kind of part of his self image. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but the, and, yeah. The thing that's the trouble there though is that I'd always understood that like the thing doing the encoding is like the higher realmic like, yeah. thing. But like if like hemallergy is actually going straight to the spiritual, like there's no like 
super spiritual level you know what i mean yeah yeah or at least like not realmatically i mean but it could be like within the spiritual there's still like a distinction between the the encoding and the thing itself it mm-hmm. so it feels like um hemallergy is acting on a different attribute than uh a shard blade is, is that kind of what you're saying but like the shard blade if it cuts through an arm it has separated some portion of like the soul from the main body of the soul but whereas with hemallergy like you're actually excising some of the dna well i'm not necessarily saying that well well, what i'm saying is that i just realized i don't understand how kaladin healing from a shard blade works oh i see and that it doesn't Uh fit into my paradigm (laughs) gotcha (laughs) we need to make some adjustments yeah that i need to like (laughs) like there's there's a piece of it that well what it really says is that like there is more power to stormlight healing than I fully understood mm-hmm. because it, if, it, if we assume the shard blade really is cutting all the way through to the spiritual realm, then like what's going on with stormlight healing, healing is like really different. Yeah. I almost think that we, we have to assume that it's not cutting all the way through to okay. the spiritual realm. Like maybe it's okay. cutting through to something that's in the cognitive realm. Okay, and, that would make sense. But then it's, it it's like spread. the spirit, spread, like yeah. the DNA, essentially. That that's in the spiritual realm. Okay, and I, and my theory is that the shard yeah. blade doesn't get there, but hemallergy. But you think hemallergy might? Yeah. Okay, so so okay, so you're thinking basically <laughs> well, the thing that you thought I was thinking is what yeah, you were actually. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to be clear, this is not what I was thinking like before we started this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is the point, I think. We're trying yeah, to no, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why we have a podcast. We exactly. can talk about this stuff yeah. and subject everyone else to our bullshit. <laughs> okay, I have information mm. um, okay. about healing a shard blade wound Okay, um, on the Copper Mind. Uh, so what was what was the source here? It was... Third. Oh, man, this, this page is gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, this is information from a signing. Okay. Uh, so healing shard blade wounds... Um, when a radiant heals a shard blade wound on themselves, they create an entirely new piece of soul to replace the old and graft it onto their spirit web, leaving okay. a scar behind. Oh. This healing leaves the wounded limb weakened and aching for a time afterwards. The process is seemingly incapable of saving a radiant from the instantaneous death of a shard blade. Um, Okay. Uh, the surge of progression allows for a process of regrowth, which is capable of healing shard blade wounds even after death, or even death by shard blade. Wow! So the most uh, that's that's from Edge Dancer, I guess. Huh. So that uh, yeah, I think contradicted my theory just now, right? I think because so, yeah, like it uh-huh. says that the soul is grafted onto the soul web, so those aren't stored stored in different places. Those yeah, are... it does confirm that they the soul and the spirit web are different things. Does it? Because mm, so. they create an entirely new piece of soul to replace the old and graft it onto their spirit web. So I, the the way that is uh, written implies that the spirit web is like I feel like I guess the structure if, to which your soul is. So I understood it as like saying that like the spirit web is made of soul. That's what I understood. So like too. soul okay, is like gotcha. the, the substance of which the spirit web. I, is we could use a metaphor to like a physical okay. body, like. Uh, you could say like there is. Sorry, go ahead. There is actually a, a more of a, a, a definition. 
Okay. Because uh, uh, I realized, oh, I can click Spirit Web here on Compromise. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Spirit go. Web is a network of connections and investiture which make up the soul yeah. or a creature, place, or object. Residing in the spiritual realm, Spirit Webs lack any tangible shape or size with their borders defined by their identity. Contained within a spirit web are vi uh, various pieces, including spiritual DNA, the spiritual aspect, and one's spiritual ideal. Yeah. Huh. I will say that, like, for these types of discussions, we do need to be careful with, like, we, we don't want to read too much into the wording of the copper mines. Yeah. Because gotcha. it's just reverse engineered from, like, random from, stuff yeah. Brandon said on the yeah, spot. Yeah, just iteration on iteration on iteration. Yeah, it's not a primary so, source, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. not a primary source. It's, like, a useful, yeah. like, direction. But we, yeah, we, yeah, we definitely don't want to treat it as, like, a source of truth. It's, like, a source of, like, speculation. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. For sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, it's interesting. That, yeah. I definitely have not thought about this stuff nearly as much as I should be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what what that answer says is that, like, there uh -huh. was something to what I was saying that, like, what Stormlight Healing is doing is actually crazier than I realized. Yeah, it's you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just restoring you to an ideal that's already encoded. It's almost uh -huh. like sort of like bootstrapping a new spiritual ideal from nothing in a way that, like, leaves some scars behind. Yeah. Because, like, there is no ideal left of you. Like, like when the shard blade takes your arm, there's nothing left anywhere romantically to say, like, you're supposed to have that arm. Mm -hmm. Other than, like, I guess, like, cognitively, you just, like, know that you just, you'd like, kind of like to have that arm back. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, like, it would be cool. So, like, I guess in some sense it's, like, a cognitive thing, but it's not, like... It's like a conscious thing almost. It feels like it has to be. Like you have to like know like I would like that arm back, please. Yeah. And then like the investiture sort of like forms. Maybe that's um, like maybe we need to like treat the soul almost like a sprint in this instance. Where and like mm. where like sprints seem to have memories essentially. That yeah. like so like if you if you use hmm. um like soul casting to transform an object. Yeah. Like, say you you turn a a stick into a house. Um, yeah. Like, like it still remembers being a. It stick. still rem Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At least it seems that it does. Yeah. Huh. So it's like you remove the arm, but it's like the soul doesn't have the arm, but it remembers that it once did, mm -hmm. and that can be used to like sort of put it back. Sort of like a reverse soul stamping almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, it sticks because it's a much better fit than, like, any soul stamp ever would be. Right. Yeah. Huh. Also, probably yeah. a lot more investiture involved. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that is all very interesting. It, it might yeah. also have to do with just, like, literal human DNA, even. Like, like maybe, like, oh, yeah. you have, like... Oh, that's true. Yeah, the physical DNA would encode how that arm's supposed to work. Right, mm -hmm. right. So you could, like, rely on that to like, kind of, like, spin it out. That would make sense, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. What it suggests, too, is that maybe there's something to the idea that, like, usually healing... So, like, we do understand there's kind of, like, a realmic hierarchy, right? Like, the spiritual realm is, in some sense, like, higher than the cognitive, in some sure. sense, higher than the physical. Or maybe... Yeah. Like, uh, higher what, being a very vague, yeah. unhelpful term. <laughs> I think maybe, like, a, another good way to put it is just that the cognitive realm is squarely between the physical and the spiritual. Sure. That's a good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're kind of, like, a sort of, like, standard healing usually, like, moves 
up with air quotes the hierarchy <laughs> where it's like cognitive like prototyping can be used to like fix basic physical injuries and then like for deeper problems like a spiritual prototype can be used but it sounds like you can like hack it the other way and like use like a cognitive or physical blueprint to like put the soul back together but it sounds like mm-hmm. that process is messier and like yeah. leave scars behind yeah. which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense uh-huh well and that's like and it's it's been like confirmed that like like trauma like cracks created in like the soul make it easier for like shards to invest yeah. in people like that's how alamancers yeah like that's why they have like a snapping because they need like a certain amount of trauma to damage their their soul for them to be yeah. able to harness that investiture mm-hmm. so um if we go back to where we kind of started this tangent, um, <laughs> spiking without killing and, he- and heme allergy. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys are okay with, with switching from like the super metaphysical stuff to like kind of some social stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah um, for sure. I like kind of like a couple different questions. Um, so, one, I'd like to speculate wildly about what exactly is left like um like what is the human that's left after um you you like use heme allergy to excise something without killing them um and i think maybe uh it's similar to a drab on nalthus oh interesting and then i'm wondering if if like is that where we're going in the future of the cosmere that we're going to have both Scadrial and Nalthus, like, industrial human investiture farms. Like, like that, like that's what kind of what I'm picturing. Where, like, we already have, like, a, a social system and structure on Nalthus where poor uh-huh. people give up part of their soul, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So I wonder if, uh, if that's the direction we're going on Scadrial as well. Maybe. I'm, like, as I understood it, because, like, a drab is someone who just doesn't have their like natural inherent investiture anymore like because the, like, the way that's i what think about it is is it's just investiture so a drab is just someone who has given up their their innate investiture and like with hemallergy it would be damage to your soul yeah which i, I see is like just two different things yeah i was gonna say i think hemallergy is a lot worse than what's going on on Nalthus. yeah i agree i think it's more like, um it's more traumatic because like the well endowment it like specifically made like yeah. breaths a thing that can be endowed so it's not mm. traumatic to to give it up so much yeah. whereas yeah. like it, you know endowment's intent is not acting in on on scadriel um mm-hmm. so i like i think that the like the, the 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 surgery whereby like the part of your soul is removed is certainly much more um, like devastating and harmful on Scadrial yeah. than, than uh-huh. Nalthus, but I'm not sure that like the actual end result is that different because like so like I think um, my memory when we're when we're learning about that in the Lost Metal, what's told to us is that what's being excised from the people's soul is their their potential to have become um, an Alamancer. Mm. So like, I, and I think I think that's the only thing being removed. So I think okay. that that essentially leaves 
that person in the same place as a drab on Nalthus or the same place as like, you and me here on Earth. Like, we're just, yeah. we have we have human souls, but we don't have anything extra. Right. Well, it would be like any, like, non-metalborn at that point. But see, that's that's the other question, because it's like, is it actually stealing the ability, or is it taking it? Is that person potentially could still be a metalborn, or is that just gone from them? I think it's just gone. I think I think that's the thing that was stolen, but I think that uh-huh. like what the the thing that remains is actually a full human soul, like like the same way that a drab still has a full human soul, they just don't have the extra bit. Right. Well, and it could be like just like like as we said, like trauma can cause damage to your soul. Yeah, like a scar. Um, like so a, it may yeah, yeah. So it may not be that different than you know just damage that a soul can take naturally yeah Yeah. my my theory is that the amount of damage done is going to vary dramatically with the skill of the practitioner Mm -hmm. i think that like people who i think that it probably is possible to do this in like a very careful surgical way that like doesn't leave a lot of long-term damage um but i think that will also probably gather less power than a more blunt approach hmm um, so, so my theory is that there's going to be a tension between, like, people who are trying to do this, like, as ethical as they can, but there's always going to be, like, competition from people who are, like, less ethical, hmm. and that means they can, number one, do it faster and probably, like, get more out of it if they just kind of, like, jab and jab and, like, leave people kind of broken. Uh-huh. That's, like, my kind of gut-level theory is that just the economics of it will be, will pencil out faster and easier if you, like are less ethical because that's the way things often work yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and the result is going to be unpleasant for a lot of people yeah but that said i do probably think that like a very skilled hemallergist who like cared about ethics could probably like work out a way to do this that like leaves relatively little damage behind i just think that that is not going to be the most prevalent way it's used mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. I would expect like over time like if people kind of like push on it hard enough, they'll find a way to do it better and more ethically. That would be like my loose guess. Yeah, like, that kind makes of, sense. like moral arc of the universe bends towards justice sort of way, but like with a lot of detours. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and like and it, I mean, it's, it's never may, guaranteed. Yeah. Like, it it might take on good people doing the right thing. Yeah, for sure. And 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 it might just be that advancement is only going to happen because there was a couple non-ethical people that yeah. decided to try some stuff. Yeah. And someone's got to be bad at it before anyone yeah. can be good at it. Yeah. Right. And, and but I mean it's like that those those instances could lead to discoveries that the ethical practitioner may not get to. You know. Yeah. Got to break a couple eggs. Yeah. But I guess that's like my my mm-hmm. guess is that you're right in the sense of, like, what's possible, Mike, but my okay. guess is that currently, current understanding is probably leaving a lot more damage than uh, would be ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think, like, the the couple glimpses as, like, far into the future of the Cosmia that we've seen um, and the level of, like, invested, like, technology, um, I almost, I think the the advancement of hemallergy is going to be pivotal into getting to that point. I do think that, uh, like, it will be interesting to see 
because if you could extract investiture with hemolurgy and like unkey it in the way we we're talking about like purified door one key mm-hmm. stormlight or something mm-hmm. you could uh have a really potent energy source there yeah mm-hmm. i have a i have a hemolurgy hypothetical that i was okay. thinking about and then this this might like you guys might be aware of if this has been addressed in any wobs or or anything um if hemolurgy was used to steal surge binding from a radiant, mm. what state does that leave the bonded spren in? Wow. So does, does yeah. like the bond transfer, or is the is the surge binding ability taken without the need for a bond? I think it's in like maybe in an honor blade sense. I think it's definitely possible to steal yeah. a sprint bond, like a, a Nahile bond. That I think is clearly going and to be probably possible. it can be yeah. accomplished by Ferrakimi. Like we know it can be accomplished by um, um, Ishar. Like tries to do it right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, using Bondsmith powers. Um, yeah. So I think probably it'll also be possible by um, Hemalurgy. But I want I, I I wonder if if like you could you could probably steal different parts of being a night radiant like like i don't know like maybe you could yeah. steal specifically surge binding without stealing the nahel bond i have i have no idea that's yeah i don't yeah. my personal gut says no because i think that the surge binding is more emergent of the bond yeah so i think that mm-hmm. like it'd be difficult to steal that by itself that that was um, my thinking yeah be- and the reason i think that is because allomancy is like baked into the spirit web like you have it at birth or you don't yeah. Whereas um, surge binding is not like that. Yeah. Like it's something that like emerges due to the bond. That would be my so, guess too. Yeah. My my gut guess is that the only way to get access to those surges would be stealing the bond itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like what does what does the like the consciousness of the spren uh, have a role to play? You know yeah. what I mean? Like my guess is the result is something pretty warped. Yeah. Right. Spren gonna be pissed. I I think pissed if like <laughs> even sane. Yeah, it may, my it, guess is yeah. it would drive them to some sort of madness. Because, yeah. like, here is my like, just gut level guess is that the sprint is going to almost be like forced into this like double consciousness where like uh-huh. all their like bonded feelings towards their mm. knight would uh-huh. like be stolen with the bond, and it would be like sort of thrust upon them in a way they couldn't avoid. But my guess is there would also be like they would, in a conscious sense, know it was wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm. This is triggering a specific, like, I'm recalling something that almost is exactly what we're describing from somewhere. Hmm. Am I thinking of, like, how, like, the Sions go insane, like, when their master is taken oh. by the Riode? Because huh. that sounds kind of yeah. similar to what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, you're you're saying, I'm like, wait a minute, we've seen, yeah. we've seen something that kind of, like you know, a spren type entity, like kind of going yeah. a little bit, have a bond. It goes a little, yeah, crazy. have a bond and then have it go a little crazy when that's disrupted. Yeah. So I think that's actually like, you know, a pretty good theory on what we can expect a, yeah. a stolen spren bond to do. Here's, here's <laughs> a, if we take that one step further, I, I've for a long time kind of seen parallels between like those damaged Sions and dead eyes. Mm-hmm. So oh, is yeah. there a chance that actually, yeah. like, we're coming full circle, and what we'd see is a Deadeye Sprint and a Shardblade, uh-huh. rather than 
a Knight Radiant if you tried to steal somebody's That's interesting. not held bond. Yeah, so it's like the bond itself wouldn't transfer. You would just be like forcing a a bro like you forcing that bond to break. Or like maybe the bond creating would a transfer. dead eye and a shard well, blade. Yeah. Oh, what I was well, thinking see, is that if, you would be bonded is a to dead the eye. shard blade. But actually, now that I'm thinking about that more, that's not that doesn't that is not like consistent with our understanding of the history of shard blades. Because like right, right. after the the recreants and all that, yeah, you, you wouldn't bond a shard blade. It's the addition of the gem that made that possible. Yeah, right. Okay. But it could yeah. be like the the spike is sort of acting as a gem. Yeah, as yeah, like yeah. A mm -hmm. Repository for investiture yeah. to like make it work. Yeah, but I think if uh, if the spren results in a in a, in a dead eye and becomes a shard blade, I don't think the surges would carry over because right. yeah, because they don't know. with like other dead eye blades. Yeah, right. Yeah, my guess is that a sufficiently skilled hemallergist could make it work. Mm. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. So maybe what we'll see someone... is people fucking it up for a while and killing spren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guess is that if you don't know what you're doing, the most likely result is you kill this friend and mm -hmm. you get a shard blade out of it, which a lot of people I think would be fine with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gives... That's a that's <laughs> like a hell of a consolation prize. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm not a radiant, but I have this really cool sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I think the bigger thing is like good luck doing that to a knight radiant. Yeah. Right. Now I'm I'm I really want to know like this, this I'm going down all kinds of rabbit holes now. Like yeah. how much yeah, is yeah. what we're talking about right now connected to the recreants and creating dead eyes in the first place? Like oh, is there a chance that it's like it's by stealing the bond from radiants? Like maybe Bayado Mishram did that or maybe like uh the ancient bondsmiths did that. They stole bonds from Radiance, and that's what created uh -huh. the original Dead Eyes. Maybe, and I mean, it would also like follow. I don't like so like we we we. It's it's confirmed that like Talm did not break his oath when he was believed yeah. to. Mm -hmm. So that's like an ongoing theme of like oathbreakers not actually breaking their oaths after all. Like, and I did always find it so, weird. Wait, just to be clear, what we're talking about? Are you like? Pausing a theory here that like the knight's radiance, like the recreance, was unintentional. Uh, not necessarily like, like, fully. Okay, but but that the creation of dead eyes, I think, definitely was unintentional. Oh, that was unintentional. I agree. So yeah. so yeah. then yeah, like I, yeah. maybe like maybe Sanderson is with this. Well, okay. So let's assume that a, a good portion of our random speculating is correct for a moment. Mm -hmm. Then maybe Sanderson is foreshadowing with with this information that is, is like trickling out maybe he's foreshadowing the reveal of how the recreants worked i wouldn't be surprised mm. i don't feel like i understand fully what you're putting out here okay so like let's say like on a just like a one radiant level you yeah, use yeah. hemallergy to steal the bond and yeah. then let's pause it that that creates a dead eye sprint okay. and a um a blade um okay yeah then blow something that up. other spren would see as a broken oath yeah if they didn't know what uh, happened yeah sure oh okay sure yeah so yeah. then just like blow that up maybe that's what happened using a tool besides hemallergy like like one way or another somebody essentially ripped the bond away from a bunch of radiance maybe it was the radiance themselves okay. like maybe maybe it wasn't somebody ripping it away maybe it was just them giving up their oaths and and yeah. like the result is essentially the same. It's some okay, sloppy okay. hemallergy essentially, and that's what yeah. resulted in the like dead the bond. Spread. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do think that my understanding though is that we are pretty sure that broken oaths pre recreants did not result in dead eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like a so new like something, something. So there is like something. Is there. there is something yeah. more, but maybe. But yeah. maybe that is the act like of the somebody ripping those bonds away. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like there was something more to it. But then again, we see like what Shalon did create a dead eye, and no one ripped that away. Like she right. just did it herself. As far as we're yeah. aware, as far as there's we're so much aware, fucked yeah. up shit in her backstory. Here yeah. Right. <laughs> then maybe like another. That I'm maybe I'm kind of skipping a step here. That okay. like the some some event that preceded the recreants probably like very near in time um mm-hmm. changed something about the nature of spring yeah um well and that's like the conventional yeah view, right like yeah. the the, the binding of bayou mishram like changed right fucked something up pretty good but mm-hmm. then yeah. so essentially what i'm theorizing is it, and maybe it's maybe it's actually just like not that interesting a theory like after right. we deconstruct it a little bit but like <laughs> like maybe um like after that like let's assume that it was like binding um by mm-hmm. mishram that essentially that changed the nature of sprint somehow um then i guess all i'm saying is is perhaps um like using hemolurgy to to steal somebody's sprint will be functionally the same thing that happened during okay. the reference okay yeah i think yeah. that yeah that's that's a point <laughs> and, and, and i think uh I, I think there is something we're theorizing about in terms of the recreants in general, because yeah. the the story as it's understood by the people on Roshar of that, like the the radiance just all decided all at once to up. Yeah, that and, didn't happen. It feels and, wrong. Yeah. It feels like it there's feels some, wrong. Um, there's some missing steps. Yeah. In there yeah. Sure. Something else is going on, whether it's yeah. their bonds being yanked uh, uh, without their uh, without their, uh, you know, will or consent i guess uh or something else there is definitely something going on with that yeah any theory is as good (laughs) as that one then i guess (laughs) yeah well we are just about we're like an hour 15 (laughs) nice nice so i think that's our podcast for this time yeah fair enough we definitely still have not we we did a lot of stuff here yeah well Here's the here's the thing. Okay, is we're getting secret project one, pretty soon. Uh, wow, pretty soon. Yeah, couple. I weeks. think like the ebook and audiobook are supposed to drop on the first, right? Wow, yeah. I didn't realize it was the yeah. first. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna have plenty to talk about for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, all of our listeners, thank you for listening. I hope this was interesting to you. Um, I hope it wasn't overly all over the place but we had fun i think true sure, sure. <laughs> it was all over all right. the place but i feel like that's kind of that's what i that's my vision for this podcast honestly is like uh-huh. let's not be focused let's just get weird with it uh-huh. <laughs> every episode is spoilers for the entire cosmere yeah. there's not gonna be any way around that it's like yeah. just <laughs> getting the losers we're going shopping yeah <laughs> all right Well, thank you guys for chatting, and thank you, listeners. Um, We will uh, see you again next time. Bye. 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 Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. The handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating the spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> what am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. 
I like that. Recruit. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, and I'm jumping into the gravity well. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orf walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's Indian's laughter. <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, way wait. Around. projectderailed.com